Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Angry Nerds Podcast. Because you know what? It's just Katie and I today. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Overwhelmed by the news, but good. <laughs> yeah. Comic-Con came back, came back hard. A uh, lot of announcements. Uh, yeah. And poor Warner Brothers. Like, they, they announced, like, two... They, they didn't even announce two movies. They were just mostly talking about two movies. And then they just got crushed by Marvel, who, like, announced their entire phase five and... <laughs> bless me. Phase five and six slides. So, yeah. Marvel was taking no prisoners at Comic-Con this weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're just going to dive into it. Because you know what? There's a lot of news. And uh, I don't want to say there's not enough time. Because really, we can do this as long as we really want to or need to. But let's try to keep it condensed. Let's try to like get out of here at a decent time today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda Forever. We'll close out Marvel Phase 4, so that's coming out this uh, upcoming November. So that'll basically be the end of Phase 4. And uh, they showed off the first trailer for it. Did you uh, manage to watch the trailer? I I saw it on my feed, um, but I didn't watch the whole thing, actually, because, to be honest, I, I watched um, Black Panther for Chadwick. And he's not there anymore, so. Yeah. And obviously the trailer was, like, it was a very somber trailer. Uh, like, I don't know. It definitely played around with, like, the fact that, like, yeah, Chadwick's not going to be in the movie. Um, and it looks like they're taking the route that uh, the the Black Panther character will mirror reality and that, like, he got sick and died. So, that seems to be the route they're taking with this. Um, but the trailer was really just kind of like one of those trailers where there wasn't much in the way of, like, plot given away. It was mostly just, like, images. Like, oh, here's here's an image of Shuri crying. Here's an image of the mom crying. Like, there's a bunch of different stuff. I mean, the big takeaways were, obviously, we got to see some parts of Atlantis as well as Namor, he's going to be in the movie pretty predominantly. 
And they did show off that somebody is in the Black Panther suit by a certain point in the movie. And uh, it did look like the Black Panther was female, just based on, like, the body type and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah. I think most people assume it's going to be Shuri, and I think that's probably where I'm landing after watching the trailer. I'm like, yeah, it's probably Shuri. It's the new Black Yeah, Panther. I think it's Shuri. Yeah. It just makes sense, too, because she's in the family... Um, I mean, she's not the most, like, combat-oriented person, like, even in the first movie. She just had, like, those little, little handgun things, but, uh, yeah. So, that, that looks like... So, that'll get her around. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, okay, looks interesting. Uh, I, yeah, it definitely kind of sucks for them, because, like... You're trying to, like, tell the story that you wanted to tell in the first place, but also they've got to tackle the whole Chadwick thing, so. But it seemed to be like they were kind of, like, balancing all that quite well, so, yeah. That's coming, uh, when is that coming? I think it comes, in the, honestly, like, early. Let's see. November 11th, so. Yeah, get ready for that. Uh, and again, that, that closes out phase four so after that phase four is done uh and then yeah marvel did reveal that uh there's two upcoming phases phase five and phase six so after wakanda forever we'll start phase five and that's going to start with ant-man and the wasp quantum mania which is coming spring 2023 uh you also have secret invasion which is spring 2023 Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming May 5th, 2023. Uh, you've got Echo, the Disney Plus series, coming summer 2023. Loki Season 2, also coming summer 2023. Uh, the Marvels uh, is coming. Uh, Blade uh, has a date of November 3rd, 2023. Ironheart is coming fall 2023. A lot of stuff coming in 2023. It's like just massive. Uh, and then Agatha, the Coven of Chaos, is also in winter of 2023. Um, and that that's 2023. That's a lot of stuff. And it's a lot of movies that I'm personally excited for. Like, I like the Ant-Man movies. I like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So, all of those, I'm on board for. The Marvels, less so much. I wasn't a big Captain Marvel fan, but I'm willing to give them a chance on the sequel. And Blade should be interesting, a little bit more horror-oriented in the MCU. Um, any of those movies or shows get you excited, Katie? I like the Ant-Man uh, movies, so that's what I'm excited about. I've recently been in, really into Guardians of the Galaxy as well, so that one. And I, I like the character Loki, so... Yeah. I guess I'm excited to see him in action again. Yeah. Loki season one was a, was a fun show, so I'm all on board for more. Um, and then 2024 uh, is where things get a little wild. Uh, they're going to have the new Daredevil series. So Daredevil appeared in Hawkeye. Or no, not Hawkeye. Uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. And then um, they also uh, are bringing him back for Echo. 
also looks like he was showing up in um, the new. Um, he was in the new trailer for uh, the She-Hulk series. That's the one. So he, he's showing up here and there, but he's going to have his own dedicated show on Disney Plus in spring 2024. Uh, and then Captain America, the New World Order, which is the kind of like the follow-up to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, which will feature Anthony Mackie as Captain America. That's coming May 3rd, 2024. And then you've got Thunderbolts, uh, which is sort of like their villain, anti-hero team-up film, kind of like uh, Suicide Squad. That's coming July 26th, 2024. Uh, and that is basically thunderbolts will close out phase five and then phase six starts in 2025 with um uh actually no i'm a little confused here i think phase six starts in 2024 actually with fantastic four on november 8th and then you have no uh the new avengers movie avengers the kang dynasty on may 2nd 2025 and then avengers secret wars on november 7th 2025 so yeah a lot of movies a lot of new announcements um i think the big ones are that yeah there's two new avengers movies coming um i don't know it's uh makes sense that they're gonna have some more avengers movies but the kang dynasty that obviously is telling us, I think, that Kang is going to be the big bad of the MCU going forward. And then Avengers Secret Wars is kind of like the big one that everybody's been wanting to see. And that's kind of like a big multiversal battle. A uh, lot of different characters across the multiverse. But they've kind of been setting that up with different movies where there's different versions of characters and all that. So I think a lot of people were expecting Secret Wars to be kind of like the big goal they're working towards um yeah any of those you're excited for katie um i'm excited for the avengers movies although i do think that uh two avengers movies a lot especially yeah. within that short of a time frame but yeah. you know they're doing what they're doing and Anthony Mackie is finally Captain America, so. Yay. I do think that, like, when uh, Infinity War and Endgame came out, there was, like, a year in between, and they kind of put two movies in between those. They had uh, Captain Marvel, and then they also had the Ant-Man sequel between those two movies. So, this one, they're more just directly, like, that literally, unless they... It actually did look like there was still some uh, empty slates in that. Um, they had like a little visual kind of timeline of when these movies would come out. It looked like there was a few empty spots. So maybe kind of similarly, they'll have a couple movies in between. But yeah, it largely did look like the movies were uh, pretty much back to back. Which I kind of feel like they won't they won't stick with that. I have a very sneaking suspicion, I don't know why, that the the one that's in November will move to May or July of next year. Because something tells me you don't want to put out a massive Avengers movie in November. Like, it, it seems like it would do better, financially speaking, in the summer rather than the winter. But we'll see if they stick with that release date. I, I, I deep down in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I don't think they're going to stick with it. 
so. Third <laughs> uh, timeline. Sorry. It's their timeline, so. Yeah. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Kevin Feige and Barbara were like, well, we're going to bake a fucking billion-dollar blockbuster in November, so. And, I mean, I guess Spider-Man No Way Home came out in December and it killed, so. I mean, I guess there is precedent for movies doing well in, like, the winter months, so. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm wrong, but I I secret in my mind I'm like I, I I feel like some of these can change dates and probably will, but I feel like that one's probably the most likely to move. But we'll see. They've also got a lot to catch up on because basically with COVID they like their whole timeline got shifted. So I think they're trying to get everything kind of back onto the schedule they had originally. Covid shifted their multiverse. Yeah, yeah. So it got it got blipped. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, there's a few other things. There's some animated shows coming. Spider-Man freshman year. Uh, that'll kind of like show off Peter MCU Peter Parker like before he became Spider-Man. Although apparently it's going to feature some characters that we haven't seen in the Spider-Man movie so far, so apparently Doc Ock will show up, and apparently Harry and Norman Osborn are going to show up, so that'll be interesting. So we haven't seen those characters in the MCU yet. Um, aside from what we saw with, like, uh, Willem Dafoe playing Green Goblin, but that wasn't really the MCU version. That was a different universe, so... Um, yeah, that's coming. Uh, Tom Holland won't be voicing the character. It'll be somebody else, but then again, it's animation, so... It doesn't really matter as much. You just get, find someone that sounds like Tom Holland. You'll be fine. Uh, and that's coming out in 2024. So a few, couple of years away, but still, still coming. Uh, and then we also have X-Men 97, which is a continuation of the X-Men 90 series. And that's coming in 2023, which is very exciting. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that 90s X-Men cartoon, so I'm very excited to see that there's some more coming for that. Uh, and it looks like they have, uh, like, Magneto is leading the X-Men in this new iteration, so... Bit of a bit of a different way of doing things. Are, are you excited for either of those, Katie? Um, I'm not really a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, and I don't think I've watched the X-Men, so. Yeah. Unfortunate. Well, there you go. Uh, Chuck Woody Iwuji, uh, he will play the High Evolutionary. And Borat's subsequent movie film breakout, Maria Bakalova, has been cast as Cosmo the Space Dog in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. There we go. More more of this movie is coming out. And I'm I think like the Guardians movies have always been like the ones that I enjoy the most cuz I feel like they're the most competently made out of all the Marvel movies. Like not to say that the other ones aren't like well made, but like like I wouldn't I think when you look at the Guardians movies as like a pure like how well are they made? They're probably like the best made movies in the Marvel universe. So in my opinion at least. I could, you know Wait till someone just comes out and, like, technically you're wrong. But, yeah. I it's just like... really like the dynamic between the characters. Yeah. Oh, I James, think it's James, my favorite. James Gunn really does get, like, 
relationships between people really well. And I think that's what makes the movie so entertaining. So, yeah. And uh, it sounds like it's going to focus a lot on, like, Rocket, because apparently it showed Rocket as a baby and a child. And High Evolutionary is a character in the comics that kind of is responsible for Rocket. So seems like they're kind of going to be going into, like, Rocket's backstory a little bit in this movie. So there's that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's a rumor that Jason Segel has been cast as The Thing from Fantastic Four, and he will appear in She-Hulk. Uh, yeah, wild rumor. Uh, Jason Segel, though, great actor. Uh, I think we're gonna like slowly start to see some Fantastic Four and X Men characters popping up here and there before they get their official movies. So, I I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility that the thing will show up, uh, and make reference to maybe the Fantastic Four. So, that's ex that's something that's coming. And uh, yeah, are do you I like? I mean, everybody's part of the MCU now, so yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna be in the MCU pretty soon, probably at this point. <laughs> put, put me in, coach. I'm ready. Um, yeah, and she all comes out soon, so we will find out very soon if this is true or not. We don't have to wait too long, so there's that as well. Okay. Uh, on to some Star Wars stuff. Uh, Ahsoka will reportedly feature Darth Vader as well as Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker. So they're going to show him in the suit and out of the suit. Cool. I'll, I'll take that. I can get excited for that. Uh, Star Wars The Acolyte series has cast the Hunger Games star Amandia Stemberg, I think is how you say uh, this person's name in a key role so that's that's somebody who's coming in the upcoming show and um yeah don't know too much else about this but hey we're getting some star wars casting so that's exciting uh on to some sony news uh madam web has been pushed back to october 6 2023 and then there's an untitled Spider-Man spinoff given a 2024 release date. So we don't know anything about what the Spider-Man spinoff could be, but it's probably not going to be a um, probably not going to be an actual Spider-Man movie. Oh, I see Adams joined us from the dead. He's risen. Hey guys. Hey Adam, how's it going? Uh Doing okay. I, I woke up to my first alarm and then completely slept through my second one, but <laughs> I'm I, here. Hopefully I'm not too late. Well, we went through the, all the Marvel news, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess there was quite a lot of it. Eh? Yeah, Marvel just came through and, like, TKO'd uh, DC this year at, at Comic-Con, so. Well, yeah, DC didn't even announce anything new. They're just like, here's Shazam and Black Adam, which is yep. like, okay, we know about that. And Marvel's like, here's like, here's like 50 more movies. And it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. At least in terms of yeah. building hype and getting things excited, Marvel did a way better job of just being like, yep, here's what's coming. Get excited. Meanwhile, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even think DC knows what's coming like next, so DC didn't even show off anything from the Flash and that literal that's like coming in like 
a year or something like that within a year like they're just like which i get why because of the ezra miller stuff but still it's like should have shown something from that but anyways uh yeah we'll get the dc stuff in a bit but yeah madam web pushed 2023 and then uh untitled spider-man spinoff i'm trying to think of what the spider-man spinoff will be but then i also think what is a really dumb spider-man character that they could give a spinoff movie to because that's probably what it is like there it's probably going to be like morbius or something like that where it's just like an awful awful movie i don't know maybe get oh i can see them making a mary jane watson movie where she's just a reporter there you go. That would be really dumb. But I can see Sony doing it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, there was this hot rumor that Henry Cavill was going to appear at San Diego Comic-Con to, dis- to discuss Superman. Lol. See, that would have actually generated some hype. And, like... I was getting excited when Deadline dropped that rumor because usually Deadline doesn't really mess around like that. Like, um, and I was thinking like that would be a good way to like uh, kind of build hype with like uh, Black Adam and Shazam here. Like to to have I was thinking having like Henry Cavill and The Rock like face off face to face on stage. And kind of being like, okay, in Black Adam 2, like, Superman's going to show up. And maybe Superman is, uh, he's part of some other solo project coming out. That would have been a nice kind of surprise to build up hype. But I guess, no, that just, I guess that was just a rumor and didn't happen. Yeah. Um, And it sounds like, because I I know a couple people were asking The Rock at Comic-Con, kind of like, you know, would do you want to fight Superman? Like, do you like Henry Cavill, this and that? And... You know, he was kind of like, I'm a big supporter of Henry Cavill and, and like, you know, like my, uh, like I think his ex-wife is also Henry Cavill's agent, which is his agent too. So they both have like the same agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it it sounded like there's a lot of behind the scenes kind of like, like maybe turmoil that, um, as to whether he's coming back or not. So mm. I don't busy. know. I'm just, but <laughs> he's too, he's too <laughs> yeah, busy no, building ahead. PCs, so he's he doesn't he doesn't have time to be Superman anymore. Well, I yeah, I mean, so I think you know, I he, I think he wants to be the character. Like he, he he, I think it's just the studio doesn't the old Warner Brothers studio didn't necessarily want him anymore. Um, and I think I guess the new Discovery. Warner Brothers regime is um, it's kind of like trying to get some of the talent back or renegotiate things or mm-hmm. I think they're trying to actually find a new person to be in charge of DC because maybe nothing's going to change until that happens but yeah yeah I don't know I think I think the issue with Cavill was the association with Snyder and then I think he also wanted a, quite a bit of money which is fair like because I know when they brought Ben Affleck in, Ben Affleck was getting paid like twice as much as Cavill, and Cavill was kind of like, okay, I, I kind of want that money, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Henry Cavill, I think he's like the perfect Superman, and it would have been great to see him. would have been great to see something, just some, maybe some announcement of something that we didn't already know. 
Oh my god! And like, it's just I don't know. Like, well, <laughs> we've only had one solo Superman movie. Like, realistically, come on, it was Superman. Realistically, too, it probably would have been at the most probably like, hey, we're working together again. We don't have anything to announce, but like, we're working together would have been like, I think more than enough for fans yeah. to get excited. Like, you don't even yeah. have to like tell them what the movie is or what movie he's gonna show up in. Just be like, hey, we're working together. We're work. We, you know. Talks are ongoing. We've got something. We got something in the pipeline. That would be enough to get people excited. They could have even done that. So, so that's yeah. the fact that they didn't. I do think that if Deadline did say that it was going to happen, I do think at maybe some point it did, and then maybe talks fell through or something happened. You know. Yeah. Um, like Henry Cavill is working on stuff too, so he's working on Witcher and other stuff. So it could have just been a scheduling thing, but yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know how to take this because it could be that maybe he just doesn't want to do Superman stuff or it could just be that maybe he was busy, you know, I don't know, playing Witcher on his computer to, the, to come do it. Who knows, right? Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, but he, he I mean, he's one to come through for the fans and to show up for fan stuff. Um, I think it's just a matter of, I think he kind of wants it, like, for sure. Like he, he, like he wants to know exactly what kind of project he's going to be involved in and for how long, you know. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he doesn't want to commit to just to kind of like, hey, Superman's going to show up at some point, but we don't know what, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe he wants to actually give the fans something concrete. Like, here's the date. Here's the title. This is what's happening. Yeah. But. I guess, yeah, they're probably just not that organized to even have have that yet or have those projects lined up. Yeah. So we'll see what comes of that. But, yeah, it was just funny that everyone was like, he's going to be there, he's going to be there. And it was like, no, nah, he wasn't there. Yeah. Man, I was getting my hopes up, and then it was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well. We were talking about The Rock earlier. We did get a new uh, trailer for Shazam Fury of the Gods. Or, no. No, no. Yeah, no. we did get a new Shazam period of the Ghost Rider, but I was mixing it up with Black Adam. So no, we did. There was a new Shazam trailer. Yeah, no, I was, I was basically saying my segue was 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 wrong because I was like, speaking of oh, the Rock, okay. speaking of the <laughs> Rock, we got a Shazam period of the Ghost trailer. It's like no, he's not in that. Right. But yes, we did get a trailer for that, and it looks pretty entertaining. So, yeah. I don't know. What, what, if... sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We're, so we're talking about the Shazam trailer, just to be clear, yeah. or the Rock trailer? Okay. The Shazam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I don't know if the Shazam movies are ever going to be like top tier. Like I'm most excited for it, but like looks solid enough. Looks fun. Yeah, it, it, you know, I think it looks pretty good. Um, I think it looks better than the first one, and I, I, I enjoyed the first one for what it was. Um, yeah, like, it's not one of the big-name kind of heroes, and um, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not like another Superman movie or something it would be, like, a bigger hype, but I, th I think it's it looks funny and having the rest of the family there. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I am really excited for the villains. I think like Lucy Liu and um, oh, what's her face, uh, the older woman. I forget her name right now. Um, but Helen I think Mirren. they're going to be really funny. Helen Mirren. Yeah, that's it. 
Um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be good. It'll be fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, looks hard. I don't know. I Like I said, I don't know if I can ever be, like, the most excited. Like, I don't think my most anticipated comic book movie of the year is ever going to be Shazam Fury of the Gods. But still, looks fine. Yeah. Looks fun. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, and then there was the whole hashtag release the Senator Cut drama this week. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hashtag... <laughs> The hashtag release the Snyder campaign campaign was fueled by bots, says a new report by um, Rolling Stone. And they said that Zach was like a Lex Luthor wreaking havoc. Uh, regardless of whether it was uh, valid or not, that's up for debate by many right now. But DC's Jim Lee has confirmed that there's no plans to continue the Snyderverse after Zack Snyder's Justice League. So... Either way, regardless of if it's true or not, it sounds like it sounds like the, the Snyderverse may be dead. Adam, I know you've got, you've well, got thoughts on this. Yeah, I have many, many thoughts, which I will not. It would take like a long time if I just let them all out. But I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. Like, I just with the with the Jim Lee thing, I'll say like. Jim Lee also said the exact same thing like two months before the Snyder Cut was announced. Like someone had asked him at an event and he was like, there's there's kind of no plans to release the Snyder Cut. And then two months later it was announced. And so like, you know, these things like there's kind of there's a lot of negotiations can happen back and forth and something can happen really at any minute. Um, But anyway, so with, with this whole bot thing, man, it was just I just saw it as such a petty kind of like uh just play in the media from old warner brothers execs who still have certain reporters in their pockets just to try to kind of manipulate the narrative and 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 kind of frame perception of things because this whole article came out like uh the night before that Zack snyder's justice like came out on digital release for the first time because Warner Brothers just never wanted to release that video on, on, on digital media for some reason, even though it's free money. But that finally got done because of probably the new Discovery regime. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think they just kind of wanted to overshadow the that with bad press with this article. Because even the article, the finding of bots, they say they only found like 13% of the fandom was bots. Which basically, that means like 87% of, of them are like real people. And if you and if you look at the bots stuff, like the fans immediately did like a bot audit of both Rolling Stone and Warner Brothers. And they found that Rolling Stone actually has like 27% bots. And Warner Brothers had like 30, 31% bots or something. So it's like you guys actually have more bots than this like movement of people. I mean, you're going to find bots anywhere online nowadays, but um, just to try to discredit the entire movement as if it was all bots, when all you're pinning it to is 13%, that's pretty, like, it's not very accurate framing or reporting, I think. Um, and I don't know, you know, there's been multiple times where Warner Brothers has done this. They've, they've lied in the media to try to spin things. Like, I remember when Ray Fisher was starting to be critical they ran some piece that's like 
oh, like Jason Momoa is, is going to work with Jeff Johns and John Berg on a Frosty the Snowman movie. And like, because they want to make it seem like, look, another Justice League cast member is working with the same people that Ray Fisher's criticizing. Oh, maybe Ray Fisher's crazy. But but then, you know, the next day, Jason Momoa comes up and he's like, uh, I'm not working in any Frosty movie. Like, that was a complete lie. And the stuff Ray's talking about is real and needs to be investigated. So, you know, Warner Brothers has lied all the way along. They lied back when they said there was no Snyder Cut and it was never going to be released. They lied when they said Zack Snyder handpicked Joss Whedon to, to finish his vision. That was a complete lie. Like, really, and they, they, they always drop this stuff right when there's some positive, you know, press and hype for Zack stuff. And honestly, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of it as a fan. Um, and I really hope the new people in charge at with Discovery, Warner Brothers, that maybe they can extend an olive branch. It, say, it seems like maybe that already happened since I guess Zack Snyder, he's going to cameo in some Teen, teen Titans uh, Go episode or something. So he is talking to DC again, at least. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, it's, yeah. I, I just still never say never. And um, I know the, the digital cut, it did make a lot of money now. A lot of fans did support it. So Discovery is definitely going to see that. Um yeah, and hopefully, hopefully we can just put all this, all this kind of bad blood behind everything. Yeah, personally, I think it's 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 done. Like, I don't know. I I think the the drama on both sides too. Like, it's not just it's not just like the fans. It's not just WB. I feel like at this point, it's just turned into such a shit show. That I I kind of feel like Warner Brothers' best course is probably to just not deal with it because anytime they deal with it, it opens up more like. And I could have told them this even in the beginning because they were like, "Let's release the Snyder Cut," and then they did. And I'm like, "Do you really think that people are going to be done with that, or if they're going to want, they're going to want more, right? Like, they're going to want the Snyderverse to to return, right?" But they did that, and then they, like, they, what, they only planned to put out, like, a four-hour-long movie and just think it was going to be done? Like, I don't know. They they don't seem to fully comprehend what, like, if you're going to do this, you got to commit to it, and they don't seem to want to commit to it. Uh, yeah. And I... Well, I, 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 I kind of thought, I think in the beginning, actually, AT&T, they were... Uh, planning to maybe like make the whole Snyderverse thing like exclusive to HBO. And I know they're talking with Ben Affleck and stuff, but I know Warner, Warner Brothers just doesn't want it to happen. You know, and there was kind of a lot of back and forth. Um, yeah, I think one of the many reasons AT and T got fed up with Warner Brothers and sold them off. Because I, I actually I remember like AT and T was hinting strong on Twitter where. People were like, are you going to make Ben Affleck like movie? And AT&T would literally put like a gif of Ben Affleck and be like, like, you never know who's going to answer the call. And it was like, you know, like the, the bat signal. And it was like, wow, that's some like heavy teasing, you know? Um, and same with the air cut and stuff, but, and then they, and then they <laughs> took it all away a few months later. And it's just like, it's kind of like a will they, won't they kind of thing. Like who's calling the shots here? 
Well, that's why I think they just play with the fans to keep them engaged, but I don't think they're ever going to do anything. And that's like, at this point, I just got to feel bad for everyone because I'm like, just move on with your lives. Like, I don't think, I don't think the Snyderverse is going to come back. If anything, DC is probably going to do a, a hard reset. And I don't think necessarily because of Snyder, but you've got like the shit with Ezra right now. Like, that's kind of become a bit of a gong show. Like, you've kind of moved on to a different Batman. Like, I don't know. I I kind of feel like Warner Brothers' best choice right now is to just hit reset and move on. Uh, and I, I liked the Snyder Cut. I thought it was great. But I also do recognize that I think at a certain point, uh, DC's probably looking to just hit reset and just start fresh. But... I kind of just wish they wouldn't go and, like, drag Snyder through the mud and drag all these people through the mud in their efforts to just move on. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna, if you're not yeah. going to make the Snyder cut, that, to me, is perfectly fine. Like, the, there was the four-hour movie. I, like, I think there was talks they were going to do the other movies as comics. Sure, could do that. But, like, why do you have to, like, drag everyone's names through the mud in, in an effort to distance yourself from it and move on. Like all they needed to do was have Jim Lee just say, we're not making more Snyder movies. Fine. That's all you needed to do. What, like why did they have to have yeah. this like hit piece out on Snyder? And well, because they're of, of their ego and they're yeah. embarrassed because they, because they looked at Snyder's movie and said it was inferior and then they yeah. spent millions, hundreds of millions of dollars doing all these reshoots to change the movie. And that movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and then fans demanded the other movie, the one they originally had. And that one was unanimously bad. So I think it's just damaged ego and reputation. Yeah. And then they, so they just want to, they want to, it's just petty and they just want to damage Snyder's reputation too. And you know what? I, I partially agree with you too. With there, like I kind of think we're at a point now where either either you do commit to the finishing the Snyderverse, which was originally I think just supposed to be a five movie arc, so it's really just I think two more movies and maybe uh, a couple spinoffs. You know, uh, either you do that or you do a hard reboot and you do it quick and you get to work quick because yeah. I mean. Marvel is just, you know, like, has done laps around DC for a few years now. And DC's, we're not going to catch up at this point, but at least we got to get going. Like, yeah. so let's do something here. Let's, yeah. I feel like we're we're going, we're moving towards a reboot just because, like, they didn't even promote Ezra Miller's Flash movie. And that's coming out, like, next year. And they're just like, no, nah, no, we're not promoting this. Yeah. I'm like... Arguably, that would be a bigger movie to promote than both Black Adam and Shazam, in my opinion. Like, I think The Flash is a bigger name. Plus, you got, like, Michael Keaton returning and stuff like that. Like, that would have been the bigger movie to promote, not those two. Like, I get it that they're coming out the soonest, but there should have been something there for The Flash. And something tells me the yeah. fact that they didn't... They're trying to distance themselves from Ezra... But I also think they're just moving slightly closer and closer to just hitting a hard reboot and just making like a new version of the Justice League, which is honestly fine with me. Like, I like yeah. the Snyder movies, but I also think that doesn't have to be the only version of the Justice League that we see on screen. 
Um, yeah, no, no, it doesn't at all. And you know what? I, I would actually think, I would say like both things could even exist. Like you could do a hard reboot on like right. in theaters and cinemas and maybe just give Zach like his own, his own thing on H on HBO max or something, you know, like it doesn't even like now that if you really want to say you're like the DC multiverse, like then give it, give us some multiverse of projects, you know? Yeah. I don't think that would happen though. I don't think they're going to do both. Not necessarily. Like, no. I think it would be a, I think it would be great, but there's no way DC and Mortar brothers are going to have two versions of the justice league at the same time. They're, 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 if we're going to get one, we're not getting the other. Oh, Katie's got to go. Bye, Katie. Oh, it's Sparks here. Hey, Spark. Hola. Sorry, we've just been rambling about Snyder Cuts and whatnot, so. All good. <laughs> yeah. You know, justice for a sack. Yeah. What do you, what do you make yeah. of this, Spark? Uh, I mean, I didn't hear the hit piece you guys are talking about, but in general, like, I've always been a proponent of DC, like, getting their act together, and I've said from the start I didn't like Ezra as the Flash. I think that if they had gotten Grant, like I said, they should have, and a lot of people said they should have, then none of that would have been a problem, and maybe Flashpoint happens on time, and... In an alternate universe, ironically, I, I think that that movie is good and it gets everything back on track. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised but, if, like, in the next year or so, we start getting announcements of, like, this is, like, a new DCEU. Like, here's here's our definitive Batman. Here's our definitive Flash. Here's all these characters. And just, like, like from scratch start to like slowly build up to a new justice league like kind of like follow the marvel model of like the individual films and then you do like your massive team up film um yeah. like i don't know they have... oh sorry go ahead oh i was just saying they have a couple good things i think a full re reboot would be a bad idea i think a half half reboot okay uh where you like don't even multiverse it like just be like, hey, you you guys get it, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so give you give us a new Batman and a new Superman. Keep Wonder Woman. Keep Peacemaker. Keep the new. Keep Margot Robbie. Keep the new Suicide Squad, and make it happen. Because yeah. people like Margot Robbie. As as that. Well, they kind of have the that, name. the built-in uh, plot excuse way out with the flash coming up like it could just be at the end of the flash they're like uh yeah we we wiped Ezra Miller from the timeline he's not in these movies anymore like perfect like well, uh, he erased himself in his own movie <laughs> yeah you a different I, flash I'm honestly I would not be surprised I'm I'm willing to put some money down on this at the end of the flash like there's something where like the Flash is in some like I don't know containment thing, and they're like, oh, like we got to go back to our timeline, and out pops like a different actor as the Flash. It's not Ezra Miller anymore. Like that would just <laughs> I would not be surprised at this point. But that was a main plot point on a season of the Flash where he intended to erase himself from the from the timeline, and it was like building up towards that to save other people. Mm. Uh. I mean, obviously, he, he, like, did it without having to do that because star of the show. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, 
it could go it could go differently and i would support that yeah and shazam 2 looks good so like you guys you know have something here black adam i'm not entirely sold on just yet but and marvel phase four has been pretty mediocre according to the fans so like this is a good moment because i saw the other phases it's probably going to get better (laughs) yeah we were talking about this a bit earlier but like yeah i think marvel is very quietly like we're just gonna close out phase four people don't like this and like even though I don't know if I'm fully convinced that the phase five and six movies are going to be any better, at least they're closing it off. So mentally in your mind, you can just be like, "Ah, oh, phase four is right off, but phase five and six is going to be better. Even though, I mean, the writing could still be shit in those other phases too, but we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, more DC new or Warner Brothers news. Sorry, uh, we got a Mortal Kombat sequel moving forward at New Line as Simon McCoy returns as director. I'm okay with this because the first Mortal Kombat was stupid but fun, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, they should... I'll, I'll be honest, I was not a big fan of the first one. I mean, the, besides the fight scenes, I was kind of like, just not, yeah, like. Uh, did not really like the new create your own character protagonist guy. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know, you know, if it offers some good fight scenes, some good action, then maybe I'll, I'll just turn my brain off and tune in for that. <laughs> I mean, as long as they have another banger track like they had with the first movie, I'd be set. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast. So I you know that we're brought uh, to you by Amazon Prime. That's what Prime's I enjoyed ma- the most about the first movie. That that song they made for that movie was like just a real banger. Just make a new version of that. That's all I need. That's really why I show up to that movie for. <laughs> um, Doom Part Two officially begins production, and uh, yeah, full cast and synopsis revealed. So you got your Dunes, Do you Dunes Part Two. Another example of Warner Brothers not committing to things where they could have just filmed these movies back to back, but instead they're like, let's just wait to see how part one does. Yeah. I just. I guess it's like kind of fair because those movies cost quite a bit and they were probably like, let's see how this one does before we have to commit to another one. But yeah, it just like, especially with the story. But, But it is like part one, like. Well, I don't know. It's just a re- if you release a movie titled Part One, there's kind of the expectation that there's a Part Two coming. Yeah, I do remember too. Like in the lead up to it, like the first little bit, it was just like Dune. It wasn't Dune Part One. I think like a week a week before release, they were like, actually, it's called Dune Part One. I'm like, oh okay. Oh uh, yeah, maybe they changed it there last minute. Yeah. Uh yeah, Dune. I I was I was okay with Dune. I, I'm um I'll watch part two even though it's like not my most anticipated I'll I'll watch it so uh and then uh trailer Palooza we got a bunch of trailers for some stuff I I did want to talk about some in particular because they were just like really cool but like we got like sub trailers for Dungeons and Dragons we got a trailer for Dr- Dungeons and Dragons which looks fun I think they kind of captured the feeling of playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I wonder how meta slash funny it'll get. Because I feel like it could be a case where, like, 
kind of the, the hilarity of playing Dungeons and Dragons is that you get like a bad roll or something and like something chaotic happens. So I think they might be trying to capture that with this. So yeah. Anyone else watch the trailer for that one? Uh, I saw the trailer. Yeah. I've never, I've actually never played Dungeons and Dragons. I've always wanted to, but um, yeah, I was curious if like, you know, the fans of that game and how, how they would react to this and whether they're on board and excited uh lucas a friend of the podcast uh asked him about the trailer because i saw him on friday and he gave a big thumbs up he goes yeah it captures the feeling of playing the game so and he's played nice. more dungeons yeah. and dragons than most people i know so oh wow that's good yeah that's good to hear uh we did get a yeah. trailer for i am groot <laughs> so that's, that's oh i i missed that one <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of a nothing trailer, but it's coming next month, so it's gonna be. Oh wow, that's soon. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, they're kind of just shoving it out. That's <laughs> bad, but I don't know. I'm I'm not that excited for it. It's just like a little animated thing for kids. It might be okay, but I'm probably. Is not. it a is it grown up Groot or is it baby Groot? It's kind of like the baby Groot. Yeah. Okay, because I, I think it's like grown up again now. I don't know. Yeah, because, like, I think when we saw him in uh, the latest Thor movie, he was, like, pretty much, like, a teenager or something, so. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is probably not for me. I'm not the target demographic for this, and I acknowledge that, but, yeah. Uh, Amazon's Lord of the Rings series got a trailer, and, yeah. Spark, did you watch that? No, I didn't watch that one. I'm not sure I'm going to uh, watch it. And I, I didn't watch the other two because I am sure I'm not going to watch those. You're, you're not uh -oh. a big Lord, Lord of the Rings fan? <laughs> uh, I really liked the, the three, and then I didn't mind the Hobbit series as, as much as some other people did, but like I've, I've, I've hit my limit on that, most likely. Fair. Yeah. Well, I will See, be watching. I mean, when it comes out, I might change my mind. Yeah, fair. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I, I I like the first movies. I'm not as big into them as some other people. Like, some people are like, they're my generation Star Wars. And I'm like, eh, okay. But I, I do like the first three movies. And, yeah, the Hobbit movies sucked. So I'm a little bit trumpetous <laughs> on this. But also, too, I'm also, like, thinking because it's a series, I'm not sure how it's going to all feel paced out. Like, how is a a series like this going to feel pacing-wise compared to, like, a movie? I think it's probably better that you do it as a show, but I'm just a little bit worried that we might get, like, some stupid filler episode where they try to, like, make a sandwich or something. So, I don't know. Prob <laughs> probably unjustified, but I'm just a little curious, like, what exactly is their main goal here with, like, the show and, like, what, what are they building towards? And hopefully when we watch it, the first, like, couple episodes will give you a good idea of like what the show is working towards so but it was a little hard yeah. to get that from the trailer like what exactly are they doing here like i get it there was sauron there was some elves and some dwarves and stuff but like yeah i'm a little curious what else they're working towards here i mean my yeah i got the sense that it's kind of like sauron's here he's he wants to make all these rings 
Uh, and then so like I guess it's like all the different races of like elves and dwarves and whatever like they're they're all gonna have to work together kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But beyond that, yeah, I don't know. There could easily be some failure because I heard Amazon wants has already greenlit like five seasons of the show. Oh my god! So they're they're really just Damn. going all in. That 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 is the kind of shit that scares me about this because I'm like, uh, they're just gonna be like, <laughs> oh look, we're gonna make a cake for one episode. Like I don't know, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I just I don't know. Not every show. You can... must deliver the ham and cheese to Mount Doom. <laughs> You got, you got to grill the cheese on the fires of Mount <laughs> This Doom. is your quest. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just seems a little a little bit way too much. Like, I would have been fine if it was just, like, a limited series. Just, like, one season, that's it. But clearly, they, they want to milk it for all it's worth. And that's what's Yeah. Uh, there was a teaser for John Wick 4, which was... It's John Wick. It's more of him just bashing people's heads in, which is totally fine. Hell yeah. It's all I need, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me John Wick kicking ass and looking cool. That's all I want. I can't even remember when the last one came out, but I was watching this and I'm like, oh yeah, right, those movies exist. I almost forgot for ha for a hot second. So. Yeah. Go. Yeah, it looks cool, but I mean, like, whatever. It, it could look literally however it wanted and I'd still go see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. At this point, I don't need an excuse. I don't need any trailers to get me to go see a new John Wick movie. Like, just tell me it's coming out. That's all you need. 100%. Uh, well, there was a new tra poster for Oppenheimer. Or Oppenheimer. And oddly enough, there was, like, a theater-exclusive trailer. I didn't even realize it until I went and saw Nope uh, on Friday. Uh, they played the trailer before the movie, and I was like, what, what, huh? That wasn't really a trailer. Nah. It was like a teaser. Yeah, I guess it would be more of a teaser, yeah. Like, it didn't really show that much. It did show that the movie seems like it was shot black and white, from what I could tell. I don't know if that was just for the trailer or what, but... Mm. Yeah. Um, it was also very strange, too, because, like, normally movies will play the trailers and then they'll, like, have a bit of a break and then just go into the movie... So it broke like it was going to go into the movie, and then instead I just played the trailer. I was like, this is very strange, but yeah. Looks good. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, really, like, used a lot of, like, the imagery of, like, yeah, like, the burning fires of the nuclear bomb and all this other stuff. So, yeah. That's coming in, like, a year's time, so... I think almost exactly. I'm excited. Any anything Nolan does, I'll go see. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed it's at Universal, personally, but I'm Oh, sorry. it's another blunder from Warner Brothers there. Yeah. <laughs> Lose literally probably their biggest box office draw director. Great job, guys. I do feel like Universal and Warner Brothers kind of work together quite a bit on a few things. Like, there's been co-productions and other stuff, so I'm not that surprised that that's where he went. But I was a little disappointed. I was like, uh, I think there was there's some better studios he could have gone to in that case. But, like, I thought H24 would have been perfect for him. Like, because they're very, yeah. like, filmmaker-centric. They would have let him do his thing. But I guess if he doesn't like working with Universal, he can always go somewhere else, too. So, 
824 would have been better in terms of like artistic like you know but uh, when universal has the money the kind of money yeah. they're paying nolan for this and the exclusive window and everything they're giving him is like yeah, it's a lot. Because <laughs> they're not releasing any movie between when his movie comes out for like months. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a trailer for Halloween Ends, which is the new Halloween movie coming this October, and uh, yeah, shows shows people dying, getting killed by Michael Myers. What else do you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> Not much, not much there, but yeah, uh, they, they kind of teased that they were quote unquote closing out this chapter or closing out the story. Part of me always thinks, no, it's always closed until you want more money in the bank. So, but, yeah, I was, I was going to ask you, do you really think this is the end? <laughs> Probably um, not. <laughs> I mean, I think like the Friday the 13th movies, even notoriously, they had like three or four movies in like the 12 movie long franchise where they like refer to it as the final chapter or the the end of these movies. And then it's not really. So <laughs> Halloween ends? Nah, probably not. Let's be real. There will always be more Halloween movies. So, but yeah, this one looks fine. So, uh, there was the Rick Grimes. Uh, Walking Dead movie that was supposed to happen. That got scrapped. It'll be replaced now by a limited series starring Andrew Lincoln and Danae Gura. Gura? I don't know how to pronounce her last name. But, um, yeah, they were both in that show. And apparently they're doing a limited series now. Which kind of makes sense. I don't know... Like, I don't know how big Walking Dead is. Like, I don't have a finger on the pulse for that, but I feel like it's not quite popular enough to do well in the box office, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong, but... It does kind of feel yeah. that way, so... I haven't followed Walking Dead for a couple seasons now. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, nothing against the show. No... I'm sure, you know, and I'm sure that it's got its fans still. It's just, yeah, I don't know if the theater experience would have been best for this, personally. So, uh, And then, finally, Netflix has more Fear Street films in development, so go Netflix. I think the Fear Street movies they bought from Sony or something like that, like, they didn't make them themselves. Uh, and they kept the original model that sony or whatever was going to do of like releasing the movies like a week apart uh and so they did that i think it did pretty well for netflix so glad to see they're making more those were kind of fun little spooky movies so yeah more fear street uh yeah and that's it for this massive news week where basically marvel just unveiled their entire plans for like the next three four years all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, review some movies back in a bit. Hey, everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast. Letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, 
They've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up, and you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits, so sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. We're done talking Marvel and DC for a bit. We're going to talk about some reviews. Uh, go check out our latest movie commentary. For the 90s classic Armageddon, it was Adam's first time watching the movie. Adam, did it live up to your expectations? Uh, Yeah, because my expectations weren't too high. And the movie also probably gave me motion sickness, but uh, <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. Nice. Well, we were talking before about the trailer for Oppenheimer playing before Nope, and that's because I saw a Nope for review. Spark, I think you saw it as well, right? I did. What did you think of Nope? Um, I liked it. I will argue with no one if they said they didn't. Um, as opposed to if they said they didn't like us or uh, Get Out, I have a lot to say. Uh, he just, he, there were several big swings here, and he expected you to do a lot of the work mentally. And I know that, you know, audiences today aren't often asked, aren't tasked with that anymore. And yeah. uh, that can be frustrating. And I myself was sitting there after certain scenes like, what am I watching? Yeah. Uh, without getting into heavy spoilers, I think there yeah. was there was a twist. And there was one twist in particular that really lost me. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but it kind of pertains to, like, what exactly is, like, the major antagonistic force. And it kind of... It's a twist on what you would expect because the thing that you that it ends up being normally you have certain kind of ideas of what it is and they kind of change yeah. that, and it kind of plays into what these people are as horse wranglers, but it lost me so bad. I was like, I'm sorry. Like everything about this movie was was good, maybe even great in spots, but that one twist just killed it for me. I was just like, I'm sorry. Like that that was that was weird. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a bit more fantastical than I was expecting. Like, I thought yeah. this would kind of be, like, a pretty clear alien thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. so far, so good. I like it. This makes sense. Everything you're doing heads up. And then he goes, well, actually. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I yeah. did like the idea, like, so there's this overarching idea I, I would, of kind of, like, man versus animal. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I won't get any more into that. And I found that very interesting. Yes. Um, but I will say, though, that the twist, in the, that the scene of something going wrong at the end was, like, scary. And, like, not in a jump scare way, in a, like, kind of imagining, you don't even have, imagining and listening. It was... I don't, I, I don't want to get into it, but like the sound design of that scene and how it was able to connect dots from the beginning to the end, mm -hmm. that almost got me on board for the final twist. Uh, the, the like sentient things were taking place. I really liked that. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like, oh, that's awful. Like what, what you thought you were hearing before is like, oh, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. All the coins dropping out. It's like, bro, that, that's a bit more ominous than I thought. 
Yeah, and like they they did a great job of like just making this movie feel a lot more fantastical than uh, Jordan Peele's other movies. Like you could tell he got a budget for this movie because like oh, yeah. he, he he does some effects stuff that like you wouldn't you would never see in Get Out or Us. Um, and I do think that like. In far, in going for that grand spectacle, like it kind of did lose a little bit of that like emphasis, or maybe kind of like the work that they would put into like the more metaphorical stuff. Uh, like there is some there still, and like they they do start to like kind of it makes sense why these people are horse wranglers, and it kind of like plays into like the third act quite a bit. But yeah, there was just a lot of it a lot of this movie where I just kind of felt like, eh, like I kind of felt like it, it wasn't quite landing for me as like a slam dunk the same way, uh, get out did, uh, us. I, I still think I prefer both get out and us over this. Although. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, it's tough because it's like, I think I said this in my Letterboxd review, but, like, even though this is, for me, like, a subpar Jordan Peele flick and not quite up to snuff with the other two movies, I still think this is a better movie than most movies out there. Like, it's still very well done and very well made. It's just, I'm just a little slightly disappointed that, like, A, the third act kind of went for some really weird twists, and then also, too, like, it did kind of feel like the movie lost a little bit of that kind of metaphorical impact that it would have otherwise had. So I don't know. Still a good movie, but not quite Jordan Peele's best. I think I'd be interested if he could just kind of find a middle ground in his next movie between like these kind of like big fantastical ideas and special effects and like kind of telling that more grounded story. Cause I think he went a little bit too far into the spectacle side of things with this one. So I don't know, maybe just rein it in a little bit. Yes, well, I 100% would agree uh, with what you just said. I, I think, I mean, it suffers a little, not a little, a lot, in my opinion, in the same way that Thor Love and Thunder did, where mm. uh, Ragnarok was so good that it kind of, it's a bit unfairly, uh, like if Ragnarok never happened and Thor Love and Thunder was the third Thor, uh, it would have been a lot uh, better received. Mm -hmm. because uh, people wouldn't have had to compare it to something so great before. And I think Thor, Love and Thunder, like Tiki kind of got confused as to what a lot of people loved about Ragnarok. And I think Jordan here got a little bit too in his head about like spinning webs. And it's like, we're all for that if you're giving us a through line that makes sense and that mm -hmm. we enjoy. And it, this story... The B story of this, which I, I think is like really what adds to a lot of the confusion of like what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. I really liked the B story once I like once I saw the full idea of it, uh, and I think that it connects directly, of course, to what ends up happening, right? Where it's like, yeah, someone didn't learn their lesson. At least that's how I'm interpreting. It. But he yeah. left that wide open, right? So that could not have been the point. But I interpret that as was showing like you were given an amazing opportunity to continue and look what you did with it. Mm -hmm. uh, like I think that that is very poignant. 
and kind of really unexpected for where that film was going. But other people, I'm sure, were like, this is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Why, why, why do we care about this? There was no payoff. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue with them on that. I disagree, but I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time to give this a score. What are you thinking for a score, Spark? Score's tough for me on this one because I, I knew you were going to ask. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go like a 6, 7, 5, uh, 7 somewhere in that in that range, uh, it, I think for Jordan Peele, this is clearly his his worst effort. But I think that a lot of directors would die to reach Jordan Peele's worst effort. Yeah, that that's kind of where I was landing with my review too. It's kind of like, man, if if any mid tier director could like make a movie like this, it would be amazing for them. But because it's Jordan Peele, it just kind of falls slightly slightly on the back end but i'd give it an eight out of ten i did really enjoy it i thought like the performances were great uh the storyline for the most part was great like there's a lot of this, a lot of stuff in here that i really enjoyed even like there's some stuff they do with the soundtrack like kind of having songs kind of fade in and out on scenes that i thought was a really cool effect like there's a lot of really cool yes. things in this but like yeah i think there's just parts of this movie that just really lost me. And I, I, I sh- shouldn't be distracted enough by a movie that I'm complaining internally about a movie while I'm watching it. Like, that's just not something you want me to do it. Like, if, you, if they had something like that and then I was still engaged with the movie, it would be okay. But, like, it just took me so out of the movie when they revealed what exactly is, like, the whole thing thing behind the aliens i guess it's not big spoiler to mention that there's aliens in the movie but kind of like the details on that just yeah i even told my girlfriend afterwards she was just like that that's literally the dumbest thing i've heard all day and i'm like yep (laughs) you're not not far off okay um yeah and then another movie that's out next friday but I got to see it a little bit in advance. It's Vengeance. It's the new movie by B.J. Novak. Uh, mm. This is his uh, directorial debut. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the storyline is uh, he plays a character called Ben Metalwitz, uh, and he's a journalist and podcaster, and he goes from New York City to Texas to investigate the death of a girl he was hooking up with. And uh, along the way, he kind of, you know investigates what's going on but he's also kind of like getting a little bit into like the texas lifestyle kind of like a little bit of a fish out of water story but also a bit of a mystery what happens with this girl did she die of a opioid overdose or is there more to it i would dare not spoil what happens in this movie but i will say that like i was actually surprisingly pleased with how well bj novak was able to like write direct this it does feel like a very competent movie in a lot of ways. I do think in the movie like this, his ideas were a little grander than his skill. And I feel like there were certain points where it just some parts of this movie didn't feel fully realized. I think maybe because he just doesn't have the experience that a lot of Hollywood directors do have. Uh, and I think that was my main kind of complaint with this is like, there's just a few things where it's like, I can see what you were going for, but I just think execution wise, it could have been better. 
Uh, so I'd give this probably like a 7 out of 10. It is still really good, and I think I'd be really excited to see what his like subsequent films are like because I think he's going to learn from this and become a better filmmaker, director. Uh, but, hey, for a first-time movie, this is still very good and probably well worth uh, watching, especially because there is a bit of like a dark comedy, black comedy kind of element to it that kind of kept me really engaged. So, yeah, that's out uh, next Friday. So check that out. Uh, and then uh, another movie hitting Netflix on Tuesday is Not Just a Girl. It's a Shania Twain documentary. Uh, I'm a big Shania Twain fan, so I was like, I I need to watch this. I, I am more than excited to see uh, a documentary about Shania Twain. And it lived up to my expectations and then some. Uh, kind of goes through her early career, kind of what it, her early life was like at home and like tragedies that kind of she went through. And then it kind of just goes into like why Shania Twain is so beloved by many and like why she is such a huge superstar. And I think the, the documentary did such a great job of just showing why people love her so much. And I think with any documentary or something like that, like, your your main goal is to like show why ever like why this person is as big as they are and if you can't quite do that then you fail on a pretty fundamental level and like this is such a great job of just being like this is why Shania is such a huge artist this is why she's so great and it was just so well paced and well made that honestly like I have the, like I think this is kind of like a perfect music documentary I'm giving this a ten out of ten um, it's out on Netflix yeah on the twenty sixth if you're if you're even, like, a casual fan of Shania Twain or you want to learn more, like, check this documentary out. It's well worth your time. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the final review this week, and I don't think Lee's here to talk about it. Nope. Lee is not here. Is uh, The Most Hated Man on the Internet. So this um, documentary on Netflix details... Uh, this man who uh, essentially he started a website where people can upload nudes, nude photos of people they were with and kind of details like the impact of that, like how that affected women and like kind of one mom's attempts to take this guy down because he was basically like ruining many women's lives. And, uh, yeah, the documentary is really interesting. It's really well paced. I actually kind of found myself like really engaged with watching it. Uh, I did kind of find that maybe at times they were kind of hammering home the same point a little too often. And I was kind of like, okay, you kind of made your point already, but, uh, still quite good. I would probably give this an eight out of 10. Uh, it's only like three, three episodes. So it's very short. They're around an hour each. So very digestible you can easily watch it in the morning or afternoon okay uh i think that's it for reviews let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and watch or talk about 2001 space odyssey back in a bit hey spark have you listened to the newest album by smash mouth no i haven't gotten my copy yet oh man it's the bomb Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. 
Ah, a ghost! I'm the ghost of What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. Almost any device. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creating so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. Uh, yeah, Spark did not watch 2001 Space Odyssey. But he did tell us that uh, his movie club choice for next week is good luck to you, Leo Grande. So we're going to watch that. And Adam, you did not rewatch 2001 Space Odyssey, but you've seen it before, you were saying, so. Yes, I have you, seen it before. You know you know this movie. I think most people have seen this movie one, at least once in their life. Um, I'm guessing you're a fan of this movie. I like it, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, it is quite long, um, <laughs> but I, I like it, yeah. Nice. I guess you could say I'm a fan. And it's it is one too. I, I kind of regret I wasn't able to rewatch it because almost every time I do rewatch it, I, I I sort of maybe think something new or or see something different I didn't see before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really well done film. I remember it was like uh, I want to say three or four years back, something like that. They did a re-release of the movie for the uh, anniversary, and like Christopher Nolan himself like redid a 70 millimeter or he re-released a 70 millimeter print of the movie and uh that was oh wow yeah i it was able to catch it and uh yeah i put it in my letterbox review uh let's see where where did i put it oh my, wow, i said been awesome to see it in theaters yeah oh it's great i said power rankings of summer memories and then number one watching a 70 millimeter cut of 2001 a space odyssey high on shrooms thinking i was evolving into a chair uh, <laughs> uh, <about> some. <laughs> yeah uh, did not watch did not take shrooms before i watched this this rewatch of the movie but uh yeah, the movie's just like, I don't know, it's one of those movies, too, that I think, like, people maybe watch when they're younger, and they're like, this is boring or something, but then when you start to be, like, a little bit more in tune with, like, cinema, and, like, what goes on, and, like, plot, and visuals, and stuff like that, like, you realize the movie's mm-hmm. not boring, there's actually quite a bit going on, so. Yeah, I, I had that experience with a lot of Stanley Kubrick movies, actually, like, Mm-hmm. I remember watching Shining when I was younger and just being like, this is so boring, like nothing's happening. 
and then you see it later and you're like oh wow it's actually like like there's a lot here but i think they they definitely cater more to towards adults they're mm-hmm. very contemplative movies you know especially this one yeah and one of the first movies to kind of you know the idea of like ai that's not really like obeying human orders and you know ideas of space travel and mm-hmm. it's like people are traveling in space just as if it was like on an airplane then yeah. the whole ending gets really weird <laughs> yeah well it's sort of like i guess uh the guy like reaches the final stage of evolution or something like that like yeah there's there's a lot going on with this movie but uh yeah i, I uh anytime i watch it it's always great to watch and it's just like again even if you're just taking in the visuals there's still a lot going on in this movie so oh yeah visually it's it's just beautiful everything's just so symmetrical and like mm-hmm. nice and yeah. some of the transitions too like there's that one transition where like the monkey like throws the bone in the air and the bone like it transit it becomes like the spaceship in the sky yeah like just a lot of really nice kind of touches like that mm-hmm. yeah so really is just it, some of it even makes you think like man like where's the talent gone <laughs> i mean yeah. there is still filmmakers out there now but maybe not at that kind of level and scale you know as much as like i like directors like christopher nolan and i think nolan likes to think of himself as like a modern day kubrick i don't agree with that like there's just nobody like kubrick and even christopher nolan can try and i like him for many different things but he's he's not kubrick Uh, no kubrick was kind of his own his own animal and i mean nolan's kind of his own thing too and but I guess he, yeah, he did, like, like Interstellar was given kind of, like, an homage, kind of, to 2001. Yeah. Kind of developing a lot of the themes set up. Yeah, but like, no, kind of, like, the, yeah. the more highbrow science fiction film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. No, but Kubrick was one of a kind. Yeah. What would you give this movie a score of? Oh boy. Uh, I'll say 10 out of 10 for the big floating baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can you not give this movie 10 out of 10? It's pretty much a perfect movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Probably underappreciated, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, and probably not for kids. Definitely probably a good coming of age kind of movie and movie to also rewatch throughout your adulthood. Yeah. And whatever you do, don't go watch the sequel 2010, because that's not very that good. That didn't happen, really? Was that real? Yeah. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, they made a sequel in 1984 called 2010. It wasn't directed by Kubrick. It was directed by someone like Peter Hames. And, oh, uh, God. Who I didn't mostly, even know that happened. He was, he, yeah, Peter Hames, is, uh, he mostly worked with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies like time cop and sudden death so not quite on the caliber of kubrick and yeah 2010 is not a good movie it's yeah 2010 that doesn't even make sense no (laughs) i don't know 2001 is supposed to be like the turn of the century and but like what is 2010 
it should have been like three thousand and one or something. Yeah, that would have made more sense. Yeah, uh, like so. Jeez. Yeah, don't watch that one. I guess. No, no, don't. Please don't. It's not good. Okay. Well, yeah. Next week we're gonna talk about good luck to you, Leo Grande. And uh, when it's my turn again for Moo Club, we'll definitely be sticking with Kubrick again because I've just been on Kubrick kick lately. Just really enjoying a lot of his work. So, okay. Uh, well, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Hopefully, with more people. Bye for now.